The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. In Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost, Peter went on to preach that behold, it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Peter was explaining to them, these are not drunken as you suppose, but these people are filled with the Holy Ghost and they're prophesying as Joel had prophesied they would do. So these are not drunk people. But this is a manifestation that these days have come. Behold, the days shall come that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the prophetic generation are first those that are truly saved. But it's also those who have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Remember after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus said to his disciples, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. And the promise of the Father was the Holy Ghost. Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. But tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Jesus was speaking about the disciples, those who believe. He was speaking about them being filled with the Holy Ghost. He says, wait on it, wait on it. Don't leave the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And the fulfillment of that was made on the day of Pentecost. What does it mean to be endued with power? God wants his people not only saved, but endued with power. To be endued with power is to be clothed with power. It is to be enveloped with power. We are powerful people. If you're saved and you feel the Holy Ghost, you have power. So the prophetic generation of those who are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Remember, Jesus taught his disciples in John chapter 16, verse 13. He says, how be it? When the spirit of truth has come, he shall lead you. He shall guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself. In other words, he shall not speak on his own authority, but he shall speak whatsoever he hear. And he will clear it unto you, and he will show you things to come. In other words, the Holy Ghost will tell you things to come. That's the prophetic, beloved. That's the prophetic. Please notice how it's worked. The same way the Holy Ghost is listening to the Father, we got to be listening to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has listened to the Father and we must be listening to the Spirit. We must live by listening. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? And to come to the realization of what God is saying to you, that is being part of the prophetic generation. Glory to God. What is the purpose of this prophetic generation? What is your purpose? What is my purpose? I'm reminded right now that in Revelation chapter 19, around verse 10, here John had a vision of Jesus Christ. And in this vision, or in this episode of the vision, because there's many different scenes in this vision, an angel comes and appears to John. 
and John recognizes the angel and immediately John falls down and begins to worship the angel. And the angel says, please, see that you do not that. He says, please, don't do that. For I am a fellow servant the same way you are. And I am of your brothers who share the testimony of Jesus. He went on to say, the angel went on to say to John, worship God. Worship God. Don't worship a man. Don't worship an angel. But worship God. And when you worship God, the angel went on to say, worship God. Why? For the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. That's our purpose. What is our purpose? The true purpose of the prophetic generation is to bear testimony. You bear testimony to the person and the work of Jesus Christ. We're here to bear witness to the truth about Jesus. And that's being prophetic. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the question is, another question is, as the prophetic generation, if that's our purpose, to bear testimony to the person and work of Jesus, to bear witness to the truth, if that's our purpose in life, then how do we operate in that? And this is where a lot of us get stuck. And this is why training is so important. Getting people activated in the prophetic. Even though you say to feel the Holy Ghost, you have to be taught and trained and activate it into the prophetic. So how does this operate? Well, I've been telling you for the last several weeks how it operates. It operates according to a spirit of faith. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Paul said to the Corinthians, Since we then have the same spirit of faith, According as it, is, as it is written, I have believed, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and we speak. That is the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith is what undergirds us with the spirit of prophecy. We have to prophesy by faith and not by sight. The spirit of prophecy. I have believed, therefore I speak. What are you believing right now? What are you believing about yourself, your life, your relationships, your family, your marriage? What are you believing about your needs that haven't been manifestly met? What are you believing? When you believe, you speak it. That's the spirit of prophecy. That's being part of the prophetic generation. The prophetic generation, we have to listen. Let me say it again. We have to live by listening. We listen prophetically and we act apostolically. Let me break that down. We listen prophetically. We dream dreams. We see visions. We hear what the Spirit is saying to us because the Father said it to the Spirit. So we listen prophetically, but we act apostolically. In other words, when you really believe, 
When you believe you've heard from God, when you believe that God said, then you act on it with the confidence as one sent by God. And that's what an apostle is. He's one who is sent by God. So we listen prophetically. But we act apostolically. What does that mean? That means you got to see it. You got to see it. You got to believe it. You got to say it. Then you act as though it is so. In other words, you got to see the answer. You got to believe the answer that God gives you. Then you got to say it with your own mouth, and that's the prophetic. You're speaking it. Sometimes you're speaking to others. Sometimes you're speaking to yourself. Sometimes you're speaking to your circumstances. You got to say it. There's power in words. You say it, then you act as though it is so. Let me break it down again. We then have in that same spirit of faith. Therefore, I have believed. And therefore, I have spoken. We also believe. And therefore, we speak. We say it. Hmm? We see it first. We believe it. We say it. We act as though it's so. Let me say that again. See it. If you can't see it, how can you believe it? If you can't see it by faith, how can you believe it? You see it. See yourself heal. See yourself doing well. See yourself COVID-19 virus free. See yourself ascending and not descending. See yourself going up and not down. See yourself doing well. That's what it means to prosper. It means to do well. You gotta first see it. And if you see it, then believe it. What is the evidence that you believe it? Because you're gonna say it now. You're gonna say it and even declare it to somebody else because they need the same thing you need. They need their body touched. They need their finances healed. They need an answer to a problem in their life. So you see it. You believe it. Then you say it. Then you act as though it's so. Glory to God. It's the spirit of faith. Somebody may say, well, I, I don't have the faith to be a prophet. Well, remember now, the three levels of prophecy is the spirit of prophecy. Hmm? There's the gift of prophecy. There's the office of prophecy of the prophet. God is not calling us all to be prophets. But God is calling us all to have a spirit of prophecy. And to have a spirit of prophecy, it does take faith, beloved, but never think you don't have the faith. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, Paul told the Roman Christians, for God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. You have faith. Don't let nobody talk you out of it. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. You have faith. Then he went on in that same passage, Romans chapter 12, verse 6, I believe. Paul says, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. 
The proportion of what faith? The proportion of whose faith? You prophesy according to the proportion of the measure of faith God has given you. If God has gave every man the measure of faith, you need to operate in that measure of faith. Whether you estimate that measure of faith to be great or small, you can still live in the prophetic generation and still have success in God in the prophetic generation because you're using what God gave you. God knew what you would need when and when you would need it. So never look at another man's faith and compare your faith to somebody else. Just use the faith you got. You don't need a whole lot. Just use the little that you got. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. And you prophesy according to that proportion of faith. If you don't have a lot of word in you, you're not going to be able to prophesy a lot of word. But prophesy that word you do have in you. Live by that word you do have in you. But prophesy according to the proportion of faith that you have. You don't need to try to prophesy like some great prophet or prophetess in the Lord. Just prophesy according to what God has given you. And that's when God receives the glory. Job 22, verse 28 tells us, And it shall come to pass that you shall also decree a thing. This is to every one of you. It shall come to pass that you also shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. That characterized the prophetic generation. So what was Job saying? Or what was the word saying in Job? It says it's going to come to pass, and I believe that time is now because we live in a prophetic generation. The time has come that when we will also declare a thing, we will decree a thing, we will decide a thing, and it shall be established. So when Job, the book of Job says, and you also should decree a thing and it shall be established, what was Job talking about? Job was talking about when you have a dream, when you see a vision, when you have a word from God, you make a decision. You decide that that dream is so, that vision is so, that word is so. You decide right then and there and you say it. And the book says, it shall be established. In other words, it shall come to pass. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But God's word will never pass away. God will not allow one of his words to fall to the ground. So decree and declare, decide it is so. And it shall be established. In closing, let me share with you a prototype of the prophetic generation from the Old Testament. And that prototype would be the prophet Ezekiel himself. In Ezekiel, let me get there if I can. In Ezekiel chapter 37, and if you have your Bibles open, you turn there with me. Ezekiel chapter 37. I want to show you a prototype of the prophetic generation. I want to show you how it works. In Ezekiel chapter 37, 
the hand of the Lord came upon the prophet Ezekiel and he brought him out in the spirit of the Lord and he set him down in the midst of a valley. And that valley was full of bones. Then the Lord caused the prophet to pass round about all these bones. And the, the bones were very many, the Bible says. And they were all very dry. Hello, somebody. We're talking about dry bones. And the Lord said to the prophet, Son of man, can these bones live? So Ezekiel the prophet answered the Lord and said, Lord, oh Lord, you know, God knows all things. This is why we got to commit our way to him and he will bring it to pass. So the Lord went on to say to the prophet, he says, go ahead and prophesy to these bones. Prophesy to these bones. Your finances dried up, prophesy to your finances. Your marriage dried up, prophesy to your marriage. Your children ain't acting right, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. So the Lord said to the prophet, prophesy to these bones and say to them, all dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Glory to God. He's talking to dry bones. And he went on to prophesy and he said, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. God says, I'm going to breathe on that which is dry. God says, I'll put sinews on them. In other words, tendons. I'll bring flesh upon them. I'll cover them with skin. I'll put breath in them. And then you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded. And as he prophesied, don't miss this, beloved. There was a noise. Oh, my God. There was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Look what God has shown us. When we live in the prophetic generation, don't be afraid to prophesy even to dry bones, even to that which appears dead and gone. Prophesy to it. God says, I will bring it back together again. I'll cause breath to come into it and it will come together again, even dry bones, bone to bone. What is God saying? He is saying the, 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 the foot bone will be connected to the ankle bone. The ankle bone shall be connected to the leg bone and the leg bone shall be connected to the knee bone and the knee bone shall be connected to the thigh bone and the thigh bone shall be connected to the backbone. Glory to God. So forth and so on. God says, I will bring it together again, bone by bone. The prophet looked. He saw the sinews and the flesh come upon and the skin come upon these dry bones. And they covered the dry bones. The dry bones were like standing there, but there was no life in them. But God says, prophesy to them. God will give us a sign in our circumstances if we'll be faithful with the prophetic. Sometimes you just hear noise and you know that's a positive sign in my circumstance. Other times there'll be a rattling and you'll know there's a positive time in your circumstances. So the Lord went on and said to the prophet, 
when there is no breath in these bones. So the Lord says, okay, prophesy the breath. Prophesy, son of man, breath to them. And say to them, come forth from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these that are slain, that they might live. So if no breath is in them, prophesy a breath. Prophesy life. So Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded. And then breath came into these dry bones and they lived. And they stood up on their feet. They were exceedingly great army. Look what God is showing us. God is saying, I'll take that which was pronounced dead, that which has been slain, and I will use you to prophesy to it. You will prophesy to the dry bones. You will prophesy even breath to those dry bones where there is no breath. And what was dead and lost, I'll raise it up to be a mighty and exceeding army. Glory to God. Then the Lord said to the prophet, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed, they indeed say our bones are, are dry, our hope is lost. We ourselves are cut off. In Ezekiel days, God said these bones spoke of Israel. I believe in our day and our time, these bones speak of the church. The church is dry. Some in the church is past dry and they're just dead. And God says these bones are the church. Why? He says their hope, their hope has been lost. Some have just lost their hope. They've given up on God. They're giving up on faith. They've lost their hope. They've been cut off from the body. When God meant for us to be connected to the members of his body. Glory to God. God went on to say, therefore prophesy and say to them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves. And I'll bring you to the land of Israel. God's not bringing us into the land of Israel. God is bringing us into the land of the kingdom of God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, God says. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from the graves. God went on to say, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. I will place you in your land then you shall know that I am the Lord, that I have spoken this. I am the Lord, and I have performed this, saith the Lord. God clearly shows us here in Ezekiel chapter 37 that when we live prophetically, nothing is impossible to us. Even at the point of being dead, dry, and gone, God says you can prophesy to it. You can speak to it. And you can speak to the four winds of the earth and say, breath, enter that body and live. We have the authority to look at that as dead and can declare, to decree and declare, you shall not die, but you shall live according to the word of the Lord. So in closing again, the prophetic generation are a prophetic people, a people of prophetic vision, a people who've committed to prophetic living according to the prophecy of the book. 
These people are living by dreams. They're living by visions. They're living by what they hear the Holy Spirit say to them as he leads them and guides them into all truth. They believe in the Holy Spirit when he shows them and tell them things to come. They're living by the testimony of Jesus. And the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Glory to God. And I decree and declare right now that you shall live and not die. You shall rise up and prophesy. You shall speak to your situation, speak to your mountains, speak to your lack, speak to your hurts, speak to your sickness and your diseases. You shall decree health and healing and it shall be established. Don't get discouraged if you don't see an immediate manifestation. But look for positive signs in your circumstances. Perhaps you'll hear a noise. Perhaps you'll hear a rattling. Perhaps you'll hear something or see something to know that God is at work. And this same God says, I know my thoughts toward you. We have no excuse not to live in the prophetic generation. We have no excuse because God says, I know my thoughts toward you. They're thoughts of good and not evil. Thoughts to prosper you and not harm you. To give you a future and a hope. To establish it. To perform it. Because I am the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you for the spirit of prophecy. Thank you for the gift of prophecy. Thank you for allowing us to live in this prophetic generation where we live by faith and not by sight, where we believe and we speak. Father, we see it. We believe it. We say it. And then we act as though it is so. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, help every one of us to bear testimony to the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Help us to bear witness to the truth and help us to speak that truth. Just prophesy it, prophesy it, prophesy it. Prophesy over your home, over your job, your business, over your finances, over your health. Prophesy over that which concerns you. Just speak to those dry bones. Speak to them. They say, dry bones, you shall live. You shall live. That's an exceeding mighty army. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Well, beloved, be encouraged. And just know, you'll have what you say. God has innately built into every born-again, spirit-filled believer, that ability, we have an inherent ability to prophesy. And we will have what we say, because whatever we decree, it shall be established. So I'm speaking life. I'm speaking life over myself, over you, over that which pertains to you. I'm speaking life and not death. I speak life over this church. I speak life to all those involved in this church, even during the difficult times of this pandemic. 
I speak life in Jesus' name. So there it is, beloved. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. And know that God is with you. And remember faith which worketh by love. Walk in love and have faith in God. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net, 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.